0: Hey, Rebel Rouser. I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars 7x7. We're at episode number 1711 right now. And, you know, the funny thing about this is that this is normally a day where we do a resistance briefing because there was an episode last night. And I went back and forth on how to deal with this, and ultimately I'm going to do this in reverse order. So we're going to talk about No Escape Part 1 today, and in tomorrow's episode we're actually going to talk about Descent. And the reason why that's happening is because when I was in Costa Rica... The Disney Now app kept telling me that because of where I was, that international rights that they have negotiated would not allow me to watch the episode. So I was unable to watch Descent while I was in Costa Rica and therefore was unable to do an episode about it. And so now here we are, we have an episode to talk about that came out last night and I definitely want to jump on that train. But I also don't want to leave Descent out of the equation either. So we're going to talk about No Escape Part 1 today, and we're going to talk about Descent tomorrow. And this is a full spoiler podcast for Episode 20 of Season 1 of Star Wars Resistance. That's No Escape Part 1. So if you haven't seen the episode yet, then save this for a later date if you don't want it spoiled for you. But if you're okay with me diving in, then let's do it. So here are your major takeaways from No Escape Part 1, which is the two-part season finale, and this is part one of it of Star Wars Resistance. First of all, you know, it was kind of a hiding in plain sight situation, the fact that Kaz's family is from Hosnian Prime. You know, I don't think we've remarked upon that all season long, because we know what happens to Hosnian Prime, and yet, You know, we haven't had any conversation at all about the fact that, oh my gosh, this is a season full of foreshadowing and for all of us knowing that the Hosnian system is going to be decimated, this is a bit of information that Kaz obviously doesn't know and is going through the last six months of his life. We get to see what's happening with him without him getting to know that he is, you know, He's spying, he's out of touch with his family, he's estranged from his family because he's left the New Republic Navy, and what that actually means from an emotional impact perspective. And we actually get to see the beginnings of that impact because this is the episode where we officially collide with The Force Awakens and where they show the transmission of Hux with his incredible screed against the New Republic and the resistance and the destruction of the Hosnian system by a star killer base. One thing we also see in this episode is that First Order control of the Colossus platform is now basically official. In fact, you know, Pyre has been seen at various points in Captain Doze's office, you know, all around the desk, but this is the first time that he's actually behind the desk and essentially in charge of the business of the Colossus. So, uh, symbolically, he is representing what has been happening all along, which is the First Order taking over, and they up it to the level of arresting Doza for insubordination and taking him into custody. And while he's in custody, he is joined by Jarek Yeager, who, of course, was captured by the First Order at the end of the previous episode, and who is in the Brig trying to convince the First Order that he is the one who was spying for the resistance and that he was trying to recruit Kaz for it, but Kaz was not having anything to do with it. So he's trying to help Kaz get away. And this particular fact is being used as part of the continuing manipulation campaign by the First Order in the person of Security Bureau Officer Tierney or Agent Tierney. And her work on Tam and saying, you know, hey, they were betraying you and lying to you and doing it all under the guise of claiming to keep you safe, but really putting you in danger. And they are really working on Tam and it seems like it is going to work. I mean, there is an unfortunate situation where they meet in a corridor and Kat and uh Yeager's trying to say hey they're manipulating you that's what you you, that's what they do and Tam says I you know I can't believe I trusted you you know why are you doing this and it's clear that she's buying the story and it's only made worse by the fact that Tyranny offers Tam the chance to fly with the First Order, which is all that Tam has wanted to do in the first place. And those are probably the most significant story beats as far as, you know, advancing the overall story. There are, you know, other elements that are great fun. Personally, I found the fight sequence with Kaz against the two First Order frog Troopers to be very funny, especially getting kicked in the face with a frog flipper. I mean that just you know amused the heck out of me. Also with Niku calling him Blowfish One, calling Kaz Blowfish One and himself Blowfish Two. That was good fun as well. And the fight between the first order BB droid and CB23, where I'm pretty sure at some point CB23 says something that sounds a lot like you want a piece of me? It's like It sounds exactly like that to me, and probably the most remarkable thing we find out about the Colossus platform in this is that it has a hyperdrive of all things, of all things. This seems like a very bizarre thing for a refueling station to have. The Class 2 hyperdrive, as it's described, just to give you a reference point, that's the level of hyperdrive that Darth Vader's original Star Destroyer, the Devastator, has, okay? That's how serious a hyperdrive this thing is. So, yeah, it's going to be able to, you know, if they can get it out of the water, actually take it. God knows where in the in the galaxy. So wouldn't it be something if we actually saw the Colossus in episode 9? I mean, they've basically by giving it a hyperdrive set up the possibility that it could transport itself anywhere in the galaxy. And there's one other note I'll make to you, and this has to do with situations where we've seen characters appear but not heard their voices, and we've talked about that stuff over the course of the season. But first, I do just want to remind you to subscribe to the show wherever you like to catch it, and I hope you'll also consider supporting me in delivering this daily dose of Star Wars joy to you by joining me at patreon.com sw7x7. And the character I want to flag is Jace Rucklin, who is voiced by Elijah Wood on the show. He is shown as being brought into custody by the First Order and just the background of being escorted by First Order troops, but does not have a speaking role in this situation. So it's another case where we actually get to see his character, but him not talking. It's Kind of a fun fact in that regard, I feel like, but... Anyway, that is going to do it for our show today, and we will talk about descent. I know I'm doing it in reverse order, but that's how we're going to do it in tomorrow's show, and thank you very much for tolerating that little change in protocol, and thank you so much for joining me for this episode, of course, and as always, may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be.